Uh, Luke chapter 8 then. We're going to start reading verse 4 and read through to verse uh, 15. Hear the word of God. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, as Jesus, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Uh, The grass withers, uh, the flower fades, uh, but the word of the Lord endures forever. We pray that it would among us. Ears are weird. I'm not saying your ears are weird, or necessarily that my ears are weird, uh, but, but, but I think ears are weird. I'm, I'm nothing against ears, like ears, I'm very glad that we have them, but, uh, but they've got to be one of the strangest appendages of the body. I mean, if you stare at your own ears too long, uh, y- you become very self-conscious. <laughs> like, are they, are they too big? Are they too small for the size of my head? Right? Do they stick out too far? Is one a little bit different from the other? What about my ear lobes? What are these weird circles inside it? Um, um, or if you've ever been in, like, in an art class and you have to draw uh, a human head, it always gets weird when you get to the ears, right? You're like, where are these supposed to be? And moving a little bit changes the whole thing. It always feels odd because there's this strange object sticking out of the side of your head uh, called, called ears. I know, I know people put jewelry on ears, make it all attractive and everything, but, but even there, I feel like putting, putting your earrings on uh, more, more like, is, is it dressing up the whole, uh, the whole of your presentation and, and, and moves the eye away from the weird curls of the ear to the, to the nice earring? You know, it's kind of moves the attention away from, uh, from the ears. Ears are weird, at least in my opinion, uh, because ears are not for looking at. Uh, ears are to hear. Uh, God put those weird things on the side of your head uh, with a purpose uh, so that you could hear the world uh, around you. So that means on game day, 
you're in the stadium and you realize that the war chant is not just, it's not just a, a, a hand signal, right, that we all do. You get to be with 80,000 other people all, all going all into it, right? Uh, you get to hear the blasting horns of the marching chiefs uh, or, the, or the marching 100 over FAMU, right? right? Um, and uh, sound it out. Uh, and, and you love it because you're taking, you're taking it all uh, in. I mean, sometimes you get to hear the chirping of crickets on a summer night, uh, the distant rumblings of the thunder far away, uh, the wind whirring through the pines, or even just the sound of the waves uh, crashing against the beach. We love being there. There's, there's so much that we would miss if we didn't have ears to hear. Conversations with friends. Hearing your friends laugh. Just have a good time with one another. Maybe the whispers of affection uh, from someone you love. Or, or hearing, um, hearing the music that you love. Uh, the band that you love. Whoever your favorite artist is. Who someone told me the other day. Uh, one Direction. Who's the One Direction? You don't have to raise your hand. Uh, one Direction fan. Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Whatever. whatever, Indelible Grace. Some people went to a concert. Whatever your thing. Like to be able to hear uh, those songs that you love. I played and it, it stirs you up. And you love to be, to be part of it. Uh, ears are to hear. And not just the world around you, uh, but especially God who speaks through it, who speaks to you. Uh, they hang out from your head in such a weird way as a reminder, I'm not trying to give you a complex, but as a reminder that God made you to hear him. He made you uh, to listen. So as Jesus speaks this parable, the way the, way the passage even puts it is, is, as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I think that might be the best summary of the point of the passage as a whole, uh, if you are able to make sense of it. Uh, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You have those ears uh, for a reason. Will you use them to hear Jesus? Uh, in, in this parable, Jesus uh, speaks about hearing. He speaks about four different types of hearing. And we'll go through them, but as we go through them, I want you to ask yourself, uh, how well do I hear? How well do I listen? How well do I hear even this message of Christ, uh, even in his word tonight? Jesus in the story gives us a, uh, an agricultural Parable would have been just common day uh, life, a common scene uh, that people would have uh, known and been familiar with if they hadn't been uh, the sower themselves. A picture of a farmer uh, walking through the dirt uh, with maybe a bag around him that would have seed all over, and he goes and he's spreading the seed everywhere that he goes, uh, spreading it, spreading it all over. And maybe it seems a bit a bit wasteful uh, as you look at it because he because he spreads it in everywhere. Uh, Four types of places. He spreads it over the path where people are walking. It's all trampled down. Uh, He spreads it uh, in places where there's rocks or rocks under the soil. Not the best place to grow. He spreads the seeds there. Spread the seeds where there's uh, thorns or weeds. End up growing up along with it. Uh, Spreads it as well as it lands all over the uh, rich soil, uh, the deep brown dirt with all its moisture and growth uh, where it can germinate and give, give life. Uh, four types of places, the path, the rock, uh, the weed thorns, and the, and the good soil. And in each place, a different result. In each place, a different uh, response. 
if that was all Jesus said, I really, do, I really don't know, like, where would we connect on that? And so Jesus' disciples are asking him, okay, yeah, I've seen that kind of thing happen before. Why are you, why are you saying this? What, what, is, what are we supposed to get out of this? What, is it, what does it mean? Where's the connection? Um, and, and Jesus explains it to them. He tells them uh, what it's meant. He tells them it's, it's the secrets of the kingdom of God. He tells them it's about, uh, about all that God is doing and bringing about rescue and redemption and making things right uh, and doing throw, so through his son, who is the king of that kingdom. He says it's about the kingdom of God. Uh, even gives evidence that it partially uh, speaks of judgment as well. Uh, but Jesus explains each of these uh, four as as responses, and responses in particular, not just to seed growing, uh, responses uh, to hearing, uh, hearing the word of God. <clears throat> it says the seed is the word of God, and so each soil represents a different way of hearing. And the first way of hearing we could describe this way uh, as being hard of hearing. It's a hearing that even though there's, there's hearing, uh, everything, all the sound that comes in uh, bounces right back off. <clears throat> All, the, all, all that's there is, is rejected. It's a rejecting or ignoring of the sound. You can picture the story, right? Here's the seed falling on the path uh, where people are constantly walking down, uh, walking around where the, gra- where the uh, ground isn't soft, it's hard, it's packed down. Uh, there's, no, there's no place for the seed to go. There's no fl- place for it to ever plant uh, and germinate. It gets get kicked, it gets crushed, uh, and it speaks of the, the birds flying in eventually. I don't know why the passage doesn't mention squirrels. It's the squirrels that get all the seed where I am. Maybe Middle, Middle East, a little bit different. Um, but, but the birds come in and they devour the seed and it's gone. It doesn't ever accomplish, uh, accomplish much there. It bounce off, bounces off uh, deaf ears, so to speak. And Jesus explains it uh, in verse 12 uh, for us, if you look at it. He says, the ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. It's a hard of hearing uh, because they're rejecting uh, what's said. They're ignoring the sound. It's difficult to uh, imagine the world as a deaf person experiences it. To imagine, imagine your life and not being able to hear any of the sounds uh, that you're used to, uh, the voice of the people around you, the music that you like to listen to. I think it's difficult to acknowledge uh, the description that God gives of, that Christ gives of this, this parable. That the word of God essentially just, just bounces off uh, of these. Uh, there's, a, there's a hardness uh, to them. There's no uh, reception. There's lots of reasons that we might go into for, for what might make you know, some soil or some people a hard uh, to hearing uh, the, the word of God. Uh, the hardness of a trampled down path. Uh, I know for some, the idea of God just seems like more of a farce. Uh, it's just something made up. It's a crutch for the weak uh, that makes some people encouraged. And so if that's great for them, good, but, but I'm not going to be drawn into that. Uh, some people see it as worse than a farce. It's something that's uh, more made up and pushed as a tool to, to oppress the masses, to control you, to lead to a certain type of morality, to get people around uh, a certain idea. Other people think that science uh, refutes the Bible. I think that's a very uh, prevalent notion. Um, I, I think it's off in significant ways. I think the Bible gives us uh, a lot of ground uh, for science, for why we can understand uh, God's word, uh, God's world, and go go about it. 
Uh, but they feel like if science says these things that refuse the Bible, refutes the Bible, we can just ignore the Bible. We shouldn't even pay attention if someone says, oh, this is an idea I got from the Bible. We go, nah, bounce right off. Um, it's the common notion uh, now that if, uh, that if you follow Jesus, that means you probably hate gay people uh, and you don't really value human rights. Um, it's not the case. I know that's the case at times and for people. Uh, I, I love the Bible and I love gay people. I'm glad if you're here. Uh, and that's part of, uh, part of who you are, part of what you uh, find. Uh, I think there's ways that scripture uh, speaks to these things that God us. Uh, sometimes that could just be someone raised, with a, raised in a different religion. Uh, raised raised uh, Buddhist, raised Muslim, atheist even, agnostic. Uh, a lot of times I've found that there's people who just have experienced uh, so much pain, uh, so much disappointment uh, from how other Christians have treated them or churches uh, that they've been in, uh, that that's just brought a rejection in return. And the things that they've associated with that message make them, make them hard uh, to them. But Jesus in this passage just gives one reason. Uh, he says it's the work of the devil. Uh, the bird coming in and, and, uh, and, and eating up the seed uh, is the, it's describing as the, as the work of the devil. Uh, the Satan in Scripture isn't allowed to uh, go past the limits that God sets. He's not able to uh, mess up God's plan, uh, but still is able to uh, hear, uh, take the word away so that they're not able, uh, says, to uh, believe and follow. But <clears throat> listen, before you just associate uh, the, the path uh, here with the hardened atheist, or the, the hedonistic uh, college students just pursuing the next, next pleasure. Uh, I, I really think it's something different in the passage where it, where it leans to. The same doesn't apply in other places. Uh, but it specifically has a religious context to it. Uh, the, the quote that he gives from Isaiah, uh, uh, seeing, that, seeing that they will not see and hearing they will not understand, uh, comes from Isaiah 6 at a time where God's calling Isaiah to go to his people who refuse to listen to his word and who's, on whom God is sending judgment. Because they think they know what's right and they're unwilling uh, to listen. That's what God's saying. They've listened too much to their own ideas and they've nurtured it with their own desires uh, for success, uh, for superiority, uh, for religious uh, well-being. And God was bringing uh, the judgment of exile in Isaiah uh, and they wouldn't hear and repent. And so I think it's actually more likely the self-righteous Christian or so-called Christian and their self-righteous pride and hypocrisy is more the picture that the hardened path points to more specifically. Ignoring what God says in the word, maybe even that he hears regularly. Maybe that, uh, that she knows and, and speaks uh, and yet doesn't, <clears throat> doesn't understand. We have a responsibility uh, to hear. And not just on the outside, uh, but in the heart. Right? That's what it says in verse uh, 12. You see it later uh, also speaking of the, tw- of, the, uh, of the heart. But it takes away the word from their, from their hearts. It was something on the outside, but it didn't, didn't penetrate, didn't come uh, deep. <coughs> uh, to believe in the heart and so uh, be rescued. But listen... Even if you connect with the hardened path, and we're talking about all these different types of soil, but if you connect with the hardened path, don't, don't despair. Uh, if there's people that you connect with that, that doesn't mean, uh, oh, there's no, there's no hope there. Jesus is giving this in part as a call uh, to hear and to listen. It was given in Isaiah, uh, both saying they, there's going to be some they won't respond, they won't listen, and yet it was a call to repentance, to turn back to God. 
And Jesus, the king of this kingdom, is the one who gives sight to the blind and he gives a hearing to the deaf. He opens up the stopped ear. And so we're to ask him for help to hear, to turn up the hard ground into good soil and to give ears to hear. Earlier this week, I saw a video on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I'll see if Karen can uh, find it. She showed it to me, and maybe she can post it uh, for y'all. But it's just uh, this baby, a little bit younger than Thomas, probably not yet a year old, um, who you know, didn't, wasn't able to hear, and it was the first time they were putting uh, hearing aids uh, on this little baby. He's in his mother's arm. His dad's there. Maybe the doctor, he can't tell all of it. Um, but they, uh, they show him putting the, putting the hearing aids on, and his eyes just get wide. Uh, and he's looking because he's hearing his dad's voice and his mom's voice around him for the first time. It's just a beautiful picture. Um, it's a beautiful picture of grace uh, and healing. And it's that type of picture that Christ brings when he it does open the ears of the deaf. Uh, when he gives new life to those who are dead as we come to him, as we ask uh, for him to give us life, to give us ears uh, that hear. The hard path speaks of hard of hearing, rejecting uh, the word. Uh, the, the second thing is the, the we could call the, the shallow uh, hearing. And the second type of, of soil seems like it goes a lot better. It's much more encouraging uh, at first. We can, call it, we can call it shallow hearing. I get some of these uh, titles from, from James Boyce's commentary. But uh, some of the seeds fall on, on the rocks or the rocky uh, soil. Maybe there's just a, uh, some picture as just a thin layer of dirt that's over top of rocks un, uh, underneath that you don't really realize uh, until things start to grow. And so it, it, uh, this thin bit of soil, there's nutrients there, and it initially it, it shoots up, starts growing right away. Um, but eventually it uh, withers away because it had no moisture. Uh, Jesus says it didn't have a root uh, to continue, and it dies. And Jesus explains in verse 13 that that's uh, those who receive the word uh, with joy. It sounds awesome. It sounds great. There's an enthusiasm, an eagerness, a response with excitement, and, and an actual uh, growth. There's changes that are happening. <clears throat> However, Jesus says they have no root. They believe for a while, but in a time of testing, fall away. When they hear the word of God, they respond quickly. But here's the issue. They listen too little. They don't have enough understanding to handle the hard times that, that always come. Right, surely I think we can relate to the, to the shallow hearing easily enough. <laughs> you pay attention in your classes. You listen as your professor lectures and goes on about uh, thermodynamics or history of this or that place or, or whatever, uh, whatever your classes are on. You listen and then you, you do a little bit of study and you go and you take the test and you're, you're trying to write out the answers and you can remember something, but it's just hard to recall exactly what was said or exactly how these things connect. Um, and you can relate and it hurts, but you've listened too little. You heard, uh, but you can't still, the free recall, right? It's always the free recall that's so hard. If it was just matching, multiple choice or something, a little bit easier. Uh, you listen, listen too little. Uh, hard, to, hard, to, hard to follow it through. Sometimes Karen's talking to me, Karen, my wife, um, and I'm listening. Really, I'm pretty sure I'm listening until she asks me a question about what she just said. So then can you do that? And I'm like, ah, whoa, whoa, what did she just tell me? 
Oh, her exasperation. She's a very patient woman. Um, <clears throat> uh, maybe you've tried to talk to a friend before when they're in the middle of texting. Right? They've got their phone out, and you're like, hey, can you? And they're texting, or they're just scrolling through Facebook or making some comment, and you say something to them, and there's like, no, <laughs> no reaction. Right? Like, did you hear me? Because um, they're just in a different zone. It's, it's like they're already talking. You just didn't realize that because all they're doing was, was this, right? Um, <clears throat> it's part of it, maybe listening too little. I've, I've, I've watched an entire movie before and then tried to talk about it. Like five minutes later, I'm describing something that happened or asking about the plot. I've watched a whole movie and, and like five minutes later not be able to say the name of one of the main characters. I mean, I can tell you what, maybe who the actress was or actor or like what things they did, but I've like not listened well enough uh, to actually know uh, what, their, what their name uh, is <clears throat> after the entire movie. Um, listen, if, if listening too little, too shallow, is so common uh, with just daily things and mundane things, uh, we should be careful of the spiritual danger of it as well. That's what Jesus is bringing out for us. Uh, sometimes I think we hear part of, the, part of the good news of the gospel and we grab on. We grab on with excitement of something that we've longed for, that we've need, that we've waited for, uh, and that we want it. But we grab on and we kind of stop listening to everything else that goes along with it. We take just what we've, we've heard. Maybe we're so excited for a message of forgiveness, of acceptance, of something that can cover our, our mistakes, our failures, our, our shame. To be in a relationship with God who knows me and is with me, and we just grab onto that. Sometimes we're awed by the person of Jesus, uh, by, by the wisdom of the things that he says, uh, by, the, by the beauty of his character and the love that he shows, by the grace uh, that he exhibits, uh, by the miracle of the resurrection. Maybe sometimes we're just impressed with biblical uh, teaching, the high ideals that it, that it exhibits that are they're so right. Uh, that you can see the connections and the usefulness of, or even sometimes just just valuing the people that you've that you've met, that you've been around, who've been a welcoming community, who've loved you and taken you in, and these are the things that they believe, and so you want to be a part of that, and you grab on maybe with joy and excitement, but but when those feelings of excitement start to wane. Uh, and the passion and the fullness isn't, isn't there, just stirred up in you in the same degree, all of a sudden you're kind of wondering why you were so enamored. Like, why did I go to that tree, retreat and get really excited? What were those things that I used to talk about all the time in high school, and, and where is that now? Um, or when temptation and your own failures start to, start to stare back at you, um, but you haven't listened well enough to know where to turn, where to look to, if you've loved Jesus, but you've still done all kinds of things against him, are you, just, are you just left apart, or has the gospel still something to say to you that Christ's grace continues not to forgive? Or maybe someone in that uh, loving community that welcomes you so well uh, then hurts you, uh, pushes you away, or you feel uh, rejected from, and now you're, you're not sure of your place anymore. You're not sure where you fit. Uh, maybe just as you come to college and make your own decisions, uh, you're not sure why Christianity matters so much, why you used to go to Sunday school, why your parents talked about some of these things. So let this passage uh, direct you to listen more deeply, uh, to go on not just to the joys of it, but to some of the painful truths about our sin and the depths of it, about our shame and how much we're exposed, but the sin and the shame that can only be removed but are fully removed by Jesus' blood. 
That we're so guilty that it took God himself us standing in our place to be able for us to have any hope. But that from that we have a full and confident uh, security uh, that he has redeemed us, rescued us. To listen more deeply, to be able to count the cost of following Jesus. That Christianity doesn't promise you an easy life. Uh, or, or just a, a rich and prosperous life if you're following him. Or the, or the hashtag blessed, right? Uh, the Bible just doesn't talk that way. They don't use hashtags. I, I don't understand. Read scripture more widely, uh, more, more deeply delve into understanding God's word, uh, the theology that helps us grapple with it. Uh, learn that church community is called in scripture to bear with one another in love. Because there's difficult things we have to put up with with one another, but we're called to love as Christ has loved us. That Christ is building his, his new kingdom and he's building it now, uh, but the fullness of it is still to come. Now is the time of taking up our cross and struggling and suffering with Christ uh, for the things that he is, is building, longing uh, for that new kingdom with, with perseverance and patience. Listen, troubles will come that challenge uh, your faith, but let it send you to listen more deeply, uh, not to wither away from a lack of root. Hard hearing, uh, shallow hearing, a uh, choked uh, hearing. Uh, this third soil the, uh, the, uh, <coughs> with the thorns and the weeds, it seems to start well. Uh, there's growth. There's, there's growth that's taking place, but it's not just the seed that's growing. Uh, the thorns are growing right along with it. The weeds are growing along with it, a little bit, a little bit thicker, a little bit faster, uh, drawing up more of the, <coughs> more of the energy. Uh, the, the third seems to have the opposite problem of the second. It's not hearing too little. It's hearing too much else. Uh, Jesus explains in, in verse 14, he says, As they go on their way, they're choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, and the fruit is not mature. They hear God's word, but they listen to everything else too. Everything else which seems louder, which maybe seems more compelling. Right, we can relate to, to an auditory overload of, of choked hearing. Uh, maybe just if you were on campus yesterday, you know, Wednesday lunchtime, you walk through the Union Market Wednesday. So much fun. There's so much life. There's so many things going on. But as far as the auditory uh, side of it, it's just like there's sounds every which direction. They're bouncing off all brick and all concrete. Um, and they're probably playing other music through the speakers. And it's like, ah, right. Uh, so, so half the time I walk around the Union uh, on Wednesdays. But it's fun to see the, the life that's there. Well, we can relate to that auditory overload, right? It's a common experience. Uh, a friend of mine actually really struggles with, uh, with sound in loud places. And so he, he um, has earbuds in almost constantly when he's out, like at a restaurant or a public place, because it, it just it gets to him uh, so much. Um, and right, there's, there's a reason that they make noise-canceling noise headphones, Ah, those things are amazing. I really want to get a pair of noise-canceling headphones. Uh, if you have, once you have children, you'll realize the real reason why they make noise-canceling uh, headphones. Uh, our, um, my, uh, Karen's uh, sister and brother, when they go on a trip, they've talked about having, uh, how, you know, passing along the who gets to who gets to have the noise-canceling headphones on for a long drive. Um, it's difficult, right? When, uh, when you have three needy children who have to express something to you, it's, it's enough to make you just ready to, ready to shut down. Maybe for you, it's like you're trying to watch Netflix on your computer and you didn't realize it, but another tab was open and it starts playing some commercial or some other thing and you're like, oh, what are these, too many sounds. I shut it down. Um, 
even just trying to have a, a conversation in a restaurant or somewhere, playing music. Um, maybe it's playing good music, and you're trying to have a conversation, and you're like, oh, it's a great song. <laughs> God, what were we saying? Um, listen, how, how easy it is for us to hear God's word, but take more uh, from, from the song lyrics of your favorite band. Or doesn't the advice of your friends often have more impact uh, than your devotional time? Um, even the teaching of your parents. Or maybe just things about the culture that we live in in America and the time and the place and living in Florida State uh, have profound influence on our values. And how often do we check that influence against what God's word says? Are we even aware of some of the contradictions uh, that might be there? And really, we, we live in America uh, at a very good time. Uh, so when we're told that that cares that riches and pleasures of life are like thorns or weeds, that riches and pleasures of life are things that can choke you. Um, I think we should all probably be pretty wary uh, and, and concerned. So much of my mind, I can think of what I want to have, uh, what I want to enjoy, what experiences I would love, I would love to uh, get into. I find like looking up on the internet about the Tesla cars and the new one that's coming up with the Falcon wings and it's it's incredible because because right you know whatever energy conservation stuff and those things are fast and they have incredible handling and I'm never gonna buy one because they're crazy expensive but man those things are awesome and I use my energy thinking about that or see the new smartphone watches uh, that are out and it's like so cool you know you listen to texting like this what it's totally crazy um, the latest video game uh, the nicer house, the newer car, the better car, uh, the next trip that you want to go on, the vacation, or whatever. Um, is it surprising that these could be thorns uh, and weeds that so much of our life and energy goes uh, to the end of them? And there's not enough left to bear fruit, to live uh, for Christ's kingdom, to sacrifice for others, uh, to love our neighbor, to give to the poor. When you're choking, you look for help. Uh, you look for someone to, to rescue you, to get rid of the blockage, to get rid of the obstruction. Uh, Jesus is calling us to love God's word and long to hear it and receive it more than anything else. To become active listeners to Christ's commands so that the thorns and the weeds are pulled out. As we listen to Jesus and follow him. Hard of hearing, shallow hearing, choked hearing, uh, healthy hearing, uh, practicing it. Uh, he speaks of, the, uh, <clears throat> speaks of the, the soil that falls on the path, uh, the soil that falls on the rocks, the soil that's choked away by the thorns. But he also speaks of this good soil, uh, where the seed uh, germinates and grows and produces a crop a hundredfold. And this one seed, so much, uh, is able to come out. We call that healthy hearing, a good soil. He's given the example of, of the model, the example we should follow of what, what's right, how we should live. He describes that in verse 15 as, as those who hold it, who hold God's word fast, who cling to it uh, with an honest and a good heart and bear fruit with patience. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Right? Don't you enjoy being able to, to hear the word, world around you? Uh, to take in all the different sounds, loud and soft, sharp uh, and full. Uh, when you have that, when you just have a great connection with a good friend, uh, and you get to experience that conversation, and you feel known, you feel understood, 
Maybe it's even just over the phone, and you just got to hear one another's voice, but it felt, felt right. You're thankful. When that right song comes on at just the right moment, uh, and, and you love it. Maybe you start dancing in your car, and no one's watching, and you're like, ah, this is my favorite song. Right? But we hear these things, and we just we connect in it. We love it. Or when you listen well in class, because you already struggled on the first test, now you're like, ah, right, this is studying, this is listening class, taking notes. And the test comes around, and the, the things come in, the questions are there, and you're like, I remember exactly what he said in class. Because uh, he went over all of this, and he told us the exact answer to this question. I can just about quote what he said. And you're right then, and you're like, I'm doing good on this test, because I listen well to it. Uh, it's great to be able to hear well. Uh, to, to, to use our ears uh, to hear and to respond accordingly. That's what Jesus is calling us to. Uh, your ears were given to you uh, to hear well and to respond accordingly to the message of Christ, uh, to the word of God. In fact, you enter into Christ's kingdom. You become part of what he's doing uh, by hearing. Uh, by hearing that he is your hope and holding fast and clinging uh, to him. You, you live as Christ's disciple as the word penetrates your heart, uh, germinates and grows there, making it an honest and a good heart. And you show the glory of Jesus as you practice it, as you live out his commands uh, in, in continual repentance and struggle, but trust, uh, living by his word, uh, persevering and bearing fruit uh, with patience. Your ears may look weird, not just you, uh, but, but ears may look weird, but they were given for you to hear. How well do you hear? How deeply? How, how focused? How thoroughly? A few verses later, Jesus says, kind of as part of a different parable, uh, but he says, take care then how you hear. Still on the same thing. Take care then how you hear. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. A few verses after that, it talks about Jesus. uh, His mothers and brothers are looking for him and they can't find him. Um, And and they're trying to, someone tells them they're looking for you outside. And this is how he answers. My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. This is who is brought in to my family. And this is how we relate to Jesus and have close and intimate fellowship with him. Uh, It's hearing that's at the core of the gospel. Uh, It's hearing that's central in Christ's kingdom. And that's not about what we can produce, what we can think of, what we can come up with, what we can know or discover or do on our own. Uh, Hearing is something that by its very nature, right, reminds us that we're dependent on someone else. Uh, We're dependent on receiving something, a sound that is emanated uh, from someone else that we're listening to, uh, that we're submitting to, uh, listening and following it. Uh, Hearing shows that we're dependent uh, to trust uh, what we hear, to trust in faith. Uh, So just in uh, this quote from Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 17, because the whole thing is pointing us toward faith. It's pointing us towards Christ's kingdom, uh, how we respond to him. And so Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes from hearing, and hearing uh, through the word of Christ. 